0: Welcome to Campbell and Cohen's Kooky Quarantine. I'm Seamus Campbell.
1: I'm Ben Cohen.
0: So, Ben, what the hell are we doing?
1: That is a fine question, Seamus. Now, uh, I think at the base of this, we both really wanted to amuse ourselves while we and most of the United States and probably a good chunk of planet Earth uh, is stuck in their houses avoiding COVID-19. We are all young, obsessed with social media and easily bored. So this seemed like a good alternative to doing nothing or learning semaphore.
0: <laughs> that also, we, uh, so a mutual friend of ours, Dustin Holson back, he says that absolutely no po- podcast should be created during this time. And so we told him, Nope, we're going to do it anyway. Uh, we took that
1: as challenge accepted. Sorry, Justin.
0: Yes. Yeah. No, I'm not sorry. You know, it's like, whatever.
1: This is America. This is, we only have so many freedoms right now
0: that won't kill us. So this is what we're doing. It's only a matter of time before Trump declares martial law. Like it's, I'm going to give it about a week and a half. How about you? Uh,
1: You know, according to Marco Rubio, some variation of that isn't happening anyway, though the way he spelled it, he might've meant the Tekken character.
0: Hmm.
1: Well, uh, has Marco Rubio found enough water bottles? he will never have enough water bottles. Some people just know in their heart what they truly need. And for him, it is a whole
0: lot of dishonor. Like I, I had to sock on some awesome supplies earlier. Uh, absolutely no paper products to be found. They did not have any water bottles, but um, definitely was able to find cookies. So, you know, some priorities. Then there is still hope. Yes. And at least uh, you're in Kansas, but I'm in New York, and we have declared that all non-essential businesses are going to be closed. Luckily, liquor stores are considered essential. Glorious. Yes. We are not
1: quite at that, I mean, we're close to that step. Um, There's an order in Kansas that all dining rooms of restaurants and bars and the like are closed, and if people want food or drinks from them, uh, they can pick them up curbside. So that's the order now. You know, if things escalate, I imagine that'll change. Uh, I actually uh, just you know, got to support local businesses. So I have made it out to a uh, delightful local establishment in Topeka called Barrister's Brewing, which is a law-themed local brewery, which as a
0: lawyer just it pushes so many buttons for me. I, too, have been trying to maintain some ties to local businesses. I actually um... – Moved out to my family's summer house yesterday, and so we have a few restaurants that are still open. My family ordered in pizza this evening, so thankfully some places are staying open. Summer house. I'm not going to lie, that is not relatable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know I'm a privileged white guy. Yeah. (sighs) Truth is, is my family just uh, bought at a good time. That said I did one time this summer house has also caused me to have the ultimate and first virtual problems. One time I was supposed to see go to mass with Pope Francis at Madison square garden. And the problem was that the ticket actually went to my summer house as opposed to my regular home. So I missed out. Thoughts and prayers, man. Thoughts and prayers. Yes. So what have you been doing so far, uh, during the quarantine? or whatever we want to call this, social isolation, social distancing?
1: I mean, I've just jokingly referred to it as the quarantine. Um, My office, I am a uh, disability rights attorney and my office, I work for the Protection and Advocacy Agency for the state of Kansas. Uh, We officially switched to working remotely uh, on Wednesday. So I've been just sort of acclimating myself to working from home since then while still trying to be productive which is an interesting balancing act, the place where, you know, I'm used to just sort of kicking back, zoning out and relaxing. Suddenly has to be the locale of any sort of productivity I might hope to get done during this period and will for at least a few more weeks. That's meant, that meant just at times doing important things like, say, building an actual workspace in my reading room. Other times it's just meant that, You know, my dog is overjoyed to know that he can go on three times as many walks as he normally does because he does not understand the concept that not everything is set up for him. And truth be told, I don't do a great job of dissuading him
0: from that. At least you have a dog, you know, I got nothing. All I have is my bed and my laptop. And your summer house. Yes. And my summer house. (laughs) I have uh, so I've been actually working from home all this week. I started uh, on last Thursday. We're recording on March, Friday, March 20th at around 815 and I actually forgot to pick up some paychecks just before they closed down the college campus I work at. Actually, I have to say we are not officially closed. We are just not having classes on campus. Because it's very, particular, very important I say that for whatever reason. Uh, but I had to go up There's to campus.
1: Then I can understand that being yeah. pushed. Uh, you say school is completely closed. If they still want to have any sort of activity or assign any sort of work online, but people are hearing that it's closed, they're just going to sort of disregard communication until sort of the all clear is given. So you don't want to maybe accidentally sabotage anyone's chances of getting work done.
0: Well, I think the only people that are really allowed on campus are public safety, uh, any sort of housing staff, uh, facilities, and anyone who works in a lab with animals. Because, you know, we can't let dogs, rats, whatever, die.
1: That, Yeah, no, no I'm, I, I'm not going to say anything snarky about that because that would just make me sad. And frankly, we don't need any more sad news right now. That's pretty much the
0: entire state of the world. Yeah, uh, let's see. What's some good news that's going on? Uh, Harvey Weinstein is going to jail for a long time. This
1: thing is just on another level, and, you know, bravo.
0: However, I do find it odd that he is going – he has been going under heart surgery because I'm pretty sure he doesn't actually have a heart.
1: Ayo. No, I think you're going to see, I mean, we have seen a bit of a pattern of people getting called out and caught on things like this since the Me Too era began, suddenly trying to make themselves out to look like they're weak and they're victims. Bill Cosby did the same thing at his trial. You know, suddenly he's near blind and needs to be helped into the courtroom by his staff, whereas Harvey Weinstein is suddenly hunched over a walker trying to go into his trial. It's their last little bit of manipulation to try to make themselves look innocent and save their reputations while they're getting punished for the utterly heinous things that they've done.
0: And I think uh, the listeners should know how, how do we know each other, Ben, because it actually does tie into things we know about the Me Too movement.
1: Well, yeah, so us not bury the lead here. We are both uh, National Caucus chairs within the Young Democrats of America. I am the chair of the Jewish Caucus
0: and I am the Chair of Disability Issues Caucus. Woo-hoo. And unless, we're not going to mince words. You're probably, anyone who does some Googling around will probably hear that there is some me too problems within young Democrats and we definitely don't condone it. And you're doing our damnedest to try to like push all of those a-holes out of the organization. It's
1: a similar problem with it. I mean, politics in general, but yes, within the Democratic Party. And if we want to have any sort of consistency and make sure that the things that we say about the safety of our friends and our colleagues really matter, then we're going to be just as aggressive with certain people on our side of things as we would with anyone else. Um, Let me say I had a lot of arguments with older Democrats when all the news broke about some of the things that Al Franken had done. And I I was a massive fan of him just, you know, when he was transitioning from being a comedian to a political commentator to a senator. When light of the things that he was doing to women got out, it was not difficult for me to say that I was done. Some people did not want that. A lot of older types were saying that he was doing too much good work, that he was going too far too quickly. And I, I mean, that's jading
0: to say the least I couldn't disagree with you I couldn't agree with you more I should say I loved everything he was doing as a senator I thought he was phenomenal especially on net neutrality but we have to be able to police our own also if we want to have any credibility on the issue because we have to keep the moral high ground right now as a party
1: I think at any time we do um right now Lord knows there are so many things that just we as progressives and as Democrats need to be doing to be leaders, to make sure that people feel secure and comfortable knowing that there are people that are actually looking out for them. And if we're signing up to be politically involved, that's exactly what we try to do. And I think what you and I are trying to do with this podcast is maybe not anything serious on a policy level. We're really just having fun here and letting people know that there are still conversations that they can have and hopefully giggle at
0: snarky things that we say in the process Well, absolutely. I think this the lead up to us creating this podcast with all the hate comments we are getting. uh, I think that that alone was making me laugh and made me want to do this even more. And (laughs) and just before we uh, started recording, I actually posted the link to the website for this. And I already got a few people signed up or interested in being guests on our next episodes. Quite a
1: few. Some people I think that we're both very
0: fond of. Yes one of our
1: fellow caucus chairs, Becky Beaver, going to give her a quick shout out. If you don't want to be on the podcast, by the way, and you just want me to say your name in my deep, sonorous voice, just let me know. I'm always happy to do that. Mm-hmm. If there's a, a specific inflection that you like,
0: let me know, too. I aim to please. Let's see. Our good friend Quentin Blossom Aklama, he says, great, right now you can leave me alone. I just said, oh, oh, if you're on Facebook, you have to check out the latest comment, I will explain to the listeners in a second. But our friend Quentin Watson with Trauma, he says, great, now you can leave me alone. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Quentin about a year ago, decides that he is gonna start his own podcast called I Feel Personally Attacked, and he tasked me with being the producer. I dutifully agreed. And then got it all up and running, submitted to iTunes, Google Play, all that good stuff. Quentin never then creates an episode. So the running joke is basically I've been keeping and asking him, like when he's going to record an episode. But the latest one from our friend uh, Clayton Brown says, can I suggest a segment called Famous Manholes? So, Ben, do you want to explain uh, the backstory of this?
1: I will go into it, though, since I think this was mostly you doing. You'll be able to elaborate a bit more. So our fearless leader of our national organization that we're both members of is a fellow from Oklahoma named Joshua Harris Till. Several months ago, he became the proud owner of a very, very nice-looking white pit bull. Uh, I, what is the dog's actual name? Jax. Okay. At some point, uh, Mr. Campbell here and a few others decided through some process um, of thought that it's really, I'd never really questioned that they were going to force him to rename his dog mantle. And it was going to be a whole publicized thing. One or both of the, uh, of the green brothers, Hank and John were made aware of it and were promoting it on, uh, on their own social media. And I don't know. He just hasn't been a great sport about that. Even though we had enough people vote to actually make this happen and rename his dog, I mean, if you're going to respect the democratic process.
0: So the full story is uh, anyone who's a fan of Dear Hank and John, which is my personally favorite podcast. So shout out to them. uh, They did an episode uh, back over the summer called Manhole and Me. And the reason for that title is that they tried to come up with really bad dog names and they decided the absolute worst was Manhole. Uh, young Dems had their last most recent meeting back in December, the same weekend as the 48 hour live stream that's done on YouTube called the project for awesome. And I, and the uh, mid or was she, the uh, not great, great uh, heartland uh, Midwest region director, Hannah Robleski. We are watching the project for awesome together saying, yeah, during the, in a conference and we come caught the idea that we should rename Josh's dog by a resolution and also praise the project for awesome anyone wants you read the full resolution go to yda.org uh, just go to resolutions and you'll most recent one from December but it actually passed we got enough signatures and but somehow Josh does not want to accept that his dog is now in a manhole
1: It's a shame. I don't know why you would do that to your poor pets, not let them have the name that
0: was so rightfully voted on by the public. And we did actually get an email. I did email the resolution to Hank Green because I have his personal email because I'm that awesome. And he thought it was awesome. He shared it on social media. But who knows? And we were so Ben and I were actually supposed to be at a YA meeting next weekend. However, that has been since postponed because of the coronavirus. So thanks, coronavirus, for ruining our fun.
1: Let me say this, as I'd say about three-quarters of YDA is aware of at this point, that meeting was going to happen about an hour away from my house in Kansas City, Kansas, good old Wyandotte County. That is the real Kansas City, Kansas, not the one that Donald Trump thinks that the Chiefs play in. I had been pushing the organization because it's a slightly politicized process getting these conferences to happen a few times a year where they go. I've been pushing for Kansas after quite a bit of drama for many years and had been working my hands to the bone making sure that this meeting happened. Uh, Lord knows the first few days when things were escalating and it became obvious that it would not be remotely safe for anyone to hold a national meeting of 150 people Uh, At this time, I was going through a little bit of a meltdown out of utter disappointment. I've mostly gotten over that, given that I have not been able to leave the house and am constantly having to distract myself. Uh, But yeah, I'm sure we would have had lots of great discussions. And at any point, if anyone saw a man all on the street, there would have been lots of instances of people pointing and saying, look, there's Josh's dog. And rest assured, that will still happen
0: again at some point. Mm And I was actually supposed to be thrown in the pool at the hotel. Uh, One of our team members, a very good friend of mine, also from the Empire State, Jovan Richards, he forgot to renew his domain name. So what do I do? I buy it and then I have it redirect to the campaign website for someone running for Congress that neither he nor I like. Uh, uh, particularly. And eventually he finds out it's, I did that. And so he decided my punishment would be to throw me in the pool fully closed during the meeting. So I can't say I'm necessarily complaining, but however, I'm also now afraid of what type of retribution I'll be getting uh, in the meantime.
1: So revenge is is a best circle, Jamis.
0: Indeed. Really what that means well, is
1: that, that meeting will still happen, and he will still throw you into the pool. And if this podcast takes off, I'm sure we can, you know, turn footage of that into like a Patreon thing or something like that.
0: Anyone wants that Primo content? First, I think we may have to get sponsors, which... Who do we know that uh, has a lot of money that would sponsor us?
1: Well, you're from New York. Uh, I hear that Bloomberg fellow was willing to just throw out billions of dollars for any
0: random thing. Yeah, apparently, though, he decided to, in the midst of the coronavirus, lay off a bunch of staffers. I'm shocked, truly. Yeah. Coronavirus is, like, screw-fucking with everything. (sighs) Took away all the sports. Let me tell you, a march
1: without any sort of college basketball I am an alum of the illustrious University of Kansas, home of the world-famous Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, Not being able to see them rock the rims in any sort of postseason capacity, it's a strange feeling. It's one that we have never experienced before, unlike most colleges. And most of us don't know what to do with ourselves. We should be waving the wheat right now and cheering on Bill Self, screaming at his players to do something amazing. And my God, this virus has taken that from us. And that is just uncalled for
0: Well, may I suggest to, as a as something else to watch, since you won't be having anything any sort of college basketball, Marvel Olympics. I'm I'm sorry, what is that? The Marvel Olympics.
1: You're going to have to uh, elaborate on that a little bit.
0: It is a I, YouTube uh, channel where you can watch marbles compete against each other.
1: That's delightful.
0: Yes, it is absolutely very calming to say the least It is like ASMR, but with sports.
1: I think one of our little side projects on this can be, and, you know, at some point we're going to have to start dividing these podcasts into set segments we really should have like a democratic ASMR. You know, I can be tearing pieces of construction paper while saying things like, Hey, everyone, eventually Donald Trump promotes me president. And, and I think that would just be some fantastic content.
0: Uh, I can already feel like the A's. I actually got ASMR. So I'm already feeling a little bit of the tingles in my head right now. Perfect. Yes. Let's the content the comments that we are getting on my post about that we are starting a podcast is actually completely hilarious. Let's see, few people want to be guests. Uh, one comment. I guess unless I be on it, Samantha Bauman. Yes, Samantha. Yeah. We are going to bring you at some point,
1: mostly because yeah. you volunteered.
0: Uh, will Manhole, first pup of YDA, be making an appearance? Uh, We have no freaking idea what this is going to be except a way to anger our friends, which is absolutely true. Uh, At least this means the world is ending. Oh, and there's a few bits of uh, laughing and gasping in Spanish, which. Thank you, Gabby Medina. Gabby Medina and Rachel Gonzalez. I have no idea what a gasp in Spanish sounds like, but, you know, I guess it sounds like a regular gasp.
1: Well, here's what I think, Seamus, and when people hear this episode, you can, you know, leave some comments in the link when we post that. So I guess if you think this is a good idea, I think that is an idea for a future segment.
0: What, what uh, uh gasping gas. Yes. It's cold. I, it's I will cold. Yeah, okay. I would just think that, I, well, let's put it some ground rules, though. This cannot be just, "I caramba, like, from The Simpsons or something.
1: Well, no, obviously, we let them choose. They're going to know how yes. to properly gasp in yes, Spanish. Yes, of course. You and I are both very, very white, and we wouldn't know how to do that. Leave it up to them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We have to be educated anyone else, yeah. if we have the upsides to being completely and utterly stuck in our own homes for our own safety, why not take that as an opportunity to learn about other cultures, mostly by having our friends who are belonging to those cultures act
0: completely silly on our podcast? Is there any friends of ours that you think that will not come on this podcast? I can think like of I, long that probably won't until we thoroughly browbeat them into it. I have a feeling that even Justin back will do this. Eventually, yeah. And course, I think that a lot of our friends are not gonna appreciate that we have name dropped quite a few of them already, but
1: I think they tough think they're,
0: they're all public figures, right?
1: Each and every one of us in the National Committee of the Young Democrats of America is a shining star. Damn it.
0: Do you all think it. you are in public domain yet? You don't know half <laughs> of us. Hold on. Public domain has a very particular meaning. The public figure. Right Yeah. Actually, so our theme music is in the public domain. So, which is... Hi, God bless the public domain is all we got to say. When we start
1: start, like getting our friends uh, to do remixes of it, that'll be its own can of worms, but we'll figure that out.
0: Maybe uh, we can get a few people to like do their own, like we do new episode theme every week.
1: Yeah. You know, possibly over the end credits, uh, whatever Mm -hmm. those turn out.
0: Yeah. The one part I'm not looking forward to is the editing, but whatever.
1: I've got to say, I'm glad I didn't think to volunteer to do that because I would have no idea what I'm doing.
0: Well, I actually have to uh, record. I don't record. I edit a podcast and produce it for work. So I already know what I'm doing. This is actually maybe the 30th podcast, not even 30th, no, like maybe 10th podcast I've ever actually created started doing them uh, for fun when I was in College Democrats for the CUA college Dems. We did that, then we we was all video, then I also did some for the radio channel station at CUA, then some when I transferred to Fordham did some stuff there, so it's all second nature to me.
1: See this will be my second podcast uh, and there's been a gap of a good 10 years between this and my first one. Um, Yeah, yeah, 10 years, that sounds about right. It was called Politically Incorrect uh, via the University Daily Kansan at KU, where myself and two other uh, members of the newspaper's op-ed team would get together for 20 minutes every, I believe every two weeks and just riff on the issues of the day. There was, I was of course, the delightfully raging liberal. We had a strident conservative and a third person who, in reality, was as liberal as I was, but insisted quite incorrectly that he was a moderate. And occasionally
0: somebody else would come and be a moderator. You guys didn't get sued over the usage of the name politically incorrect? No, we did not. I don't think anyone was paying
1: attention to a silly little student project that 20 people listened
0: to. Well, hold on. Bill Maher needs the money because then he can give that to Obama or whoever the Democrat is. Democrat that's running for president is so.
1: I assume when Bill Maher spends money, it's on things that have his face on them.
0: Well, no, he also donated to Hillary, or actually, no, first to Obama, then to Hillary. So we got, we got. I'm glad gotta he's putting get, all that money.
1: Sorry, go on. You, you first. I said I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad he's putting some of that money that he gets from being rich and obnoxious to good use
0: actually my sister has a theory that ann coulter who's a regular on bill maher everything she says is a complete lie it's all an act basically she says all this raging right wing stuff because she knows that the conservatives will eat it up because she's also very attractive and they will then you know she's basically total fox news incarnate they'll buy all her books go to all of her conferences and Basically, she's laughing all the way to the bank. And so far, I have not found a single way to disprove my sister's theory.
1: My preferred response to anything Ann Coulter related is just to stop thinking about Ann Coulter. Let me tell you, it's worked out very well for me the last several years. And to all of our listeners at home, if you really want to survive the, uh, the coronavirus, one of the first things you can do is not think about Ann Coulter. It will relieve your anxiety so much. Me. You can also replace the filter with Oh Sean Hannity, Megan Kelly. Uh, let's. I mean, there's a long
0: list of names, and I
1: will gladly take submissions.
0: Me. I don't follow them per se. I will subscribe to their tweets via RSS feed, and then I'll find something that's wrong on, and basically go and correct them. And if I get blocked, then that shows that I've won. I right now been blocked by the chair, for a while I was blocked by the New York State Republican Party. They have since unblocked me. Uh, The college Republicans of New York have also blocked me, and as has their chair, basically because I called them out for not holding any sort of actual campaign work events. Uh, And I did an open letter, which I guess that's the thing with the Republicans, they really can't handle being snowflakes, yet they keep on calling us liberals snowflakes, so Pot, please meet Kettle.
1: I don't keep a great inventory of everyone that's blocked me on Twitter. I can say because it's a badge of honor for most Democrats in Kansas, that a former state representative named John Whitmer has, you know, long since decided that he can't handle my interactions. For those outside of Kansas, former state legislator from, I believe, the Wichita area, known for being a very emotional fellow, lost his his re-election campaign a few years ago, still has a lot of opinions, most of them just being homophobic. And the moment you say something mean about him and tag him in it, he will block you. It's delightful.
0: Is he still allowed to do that? Or wait, no, he's no longer, he's a former, so he actually can he is no longer an elected official, and, as, and he is allowed. Uh, for me, I personally do not block anyone. I will mute, definitely. But for me, blocking, I, if you block someone, it proves that they've gotten the better of you. And honestly, that you're just too weak to even respond or too cowardly to even hit mute. Because you don't <laughs> have to respond. Yeah.
1: It could mean that it could mean that you're just
0: taking care of your
1: mental health and you don't want to deal mm-hmm. with the drama that somebody brings. Folks at home, I think, have uh, probably a good list of either of those.
0: mm mm-hmm. Oh, and definitely. Well,
1: you, yeah, for most of you, I'm going to trust your judgments. You don't want to hear somebody talk. There's probably a good reason for it, unless it's me. In which case, shame on you. Everything I say is a gem.
0: For me, it's more of I definitely get have gotten plenty of hate things but I just hit the mute button. Uh, I went after someone who was going after a uh, transgender friend of mine. Uh, she's told turf, TERF. And, I uh, yo, I will go to my grave saying TERF is not a slur. And all the TERFs that think that that's a slur, go after yourselves. Mm-hmm. But all of, apparently a lot of Brits are also, especially, weirdly, supporters of the Labor Party, very strange bedfellows there, uh, they decide to all go after me and for defending my friend. They seem to all be experts on New York State politics somehow. And I just decided, you know, it was getting too much. Mute, 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 mute. I get it. And however, the person in question who was going after my friend, she claims that she's, she's worked for the New York State legislature in the past. Uh, former uh, state committee member uh, she's now an independent and she says she's better at politics than me however the fact that when i started to go into her voter history which is all public record by the way she claims that that was invading her privacy and that was too much and however anyone would tell you that's just sheer opposition research you monster i'm monster for going into her sp- voter history yes how dare you yeah, I've been called worse right now. Uh, my favorite thing I've been called is uh, scum.
1: I could speculate on any number of things. Hopefully it's just because
0: you got bored and decided to paint a white streak in the middle of your hair. You uh No, just been- somebody, somebody uh, was angry at me and they wrote in an email that I am scum. So that is now my nickname uh, with some people that including ones that we know. Ah, mm-hmm.
1: I thought you said skunk. That would have been a lot more random.
0: Oh no. Uh, well, I actually am going gray in various parts, so that may end up happening soon enough.
1: I prefer the term silver fox. That's what I apply to myself.
0: Getting the flex in there. I'm going. Gr- I'm 30 years old now. I've been going gray since I was 16. So. Good old genetics. Gotta love it. I know.
1: So let's start a... Uh, let's give people a little bit of a preview. I think we've been throwing around a few ideas for what this is going to entail going forward since we are nearing the time limit that we imposed on ourselves. And I promise everyone that not every episode will be us talking over each other and coming up with random things to riff on. We've had a Fair amount of volunteers to come on and be guests in the next few episodes. How many Seamus do you think we can anticipate uh, for recording?
0: I would say maybe. Well, if we're going to do this maybe once a week or something, I could say easily say already six. And God yeah. only knows how long. God only knows how long this thing is going to. Ha- this quarantine is going to happen, but I say we continue this even after quarantine.
1: If we have to think of another name. Rest assured, there is nothing in this world that I am better at than alliteration. And please don't test me on that because I cannot back that statement up at all. Um, But if we have to adjust our name, we'll work on that.
0: Or, oh, wait, no. BS, Ben (laughs) Seamus. That's a possibility.
1: Maybe we'll make that a poll at some point when it becomes a little bit more relevant. So if anyone has great ideas for names, let us know or
0: BNS manhole. The possibilities are endless. Oh, yes.
1: But this is is going to be a great opportunity for us and several of our friends who are hearing this and who want to participate in any number of ways, not only to maintain your sanity during some fairly trying times, but also to come and to discuss what you're doing to make the world better, what we can do to help ourselves while we're dealing with an incredible amount of upheaval and what we're going to be doing when it's over. I think that's going to be a big question for everyone. And really, I look forward to a lot of the conversations that we're going to be having about that.
0: I do too. And also, the thing that's going to happen with the social distancing is that it's also going to lead to a lot of social isolation. So being able to talk to our friends, I definitely think will help all of us.
1: And if nothing else, listeners, if you're feeling really isolated and you just think that this is completely obnoxious, use this as an opportunity to just message one of us, probably me and let us know how annoying we are.
0: We're probably going to have a Facebook page for all of this because right now I think it's set to my email, but one thing at a time. All good things will come. Yes. Believe it, listener. So should we wrap this up then you think?
1: Oh, for the week, I think. Uh, I think we have some fairly fantastic comments. And if anyone says otherwise, I will cry and send the pictures.
0: That we will definitely put up as a Patreon. Photos, photos of Ben crying. I'm not sure if that's even possible. I've avoided it thus far, but give it time. Well, Ben, has been a pleasure potting with you. Our you music well is our pod me, podcast music is produced by Andrew, Alexander Nakarada. Sorry, Alexander Nakarada. One of these days I will get that, but it's too many A's, and also it's eight forty-five at night, and I'm tired. And until next time, what's the name of this podcast? Jumble and Toons Cookie Quarantine. Woo!